Welcome to the biggest thing to hit the financial advisory ESG community, environmental, social, and governance. I'm Jonathan Kavaznik, CHFC Wealth Advisor. With over 25 years advisory experience, I've been advising clients so they can make a positive global impact. Hello, and welcome to the ESG Players Podcast with your host, Jonathan Kavaznik, one of the leading ESG advisors in the country. Today's show is, what does your G mean to you? Well, hello, and welcome back to our uh, episode today on uh, what is your G mean to you? So if we remember from our previous podcast is we're going to talk about ESG investing, environmental social governance, and today we're going to focus on the G part of the ESG uh, equation. So if we talk about what is governance in a technical term, it's really the range of standards that apply to areas such as transparency in the way a company does their accounting, transparency in the way that they uh, have their value system and their culture and how their employees do business with, uh, within the company and, w- and with their clients and with their vendors. It talks about the voting rights of the shareholders and whether or not they have a conflict-free board, whether they realize that they maybe have people on the board who have conflicts that may not be in the company's best interest and how they handle that. It talks about designing and, and encouraging fair and equitable corporate management, right? So that when we think about how the company's culture is and what their idea of a governance in the way they do business is, do they feel that diversity is important? Do they feel that gender is important? Do they feel that um, having a, a different set of cultural values uh, is important? And how exactly do they transcribe uh, that or how do they communicate that to not only uh, the public, but also how do they communicate that to their own employees and their shareholders? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, one of the biggest areas uh, that I can think of that's really important in the governance is really the moral and ethical way that a company does business and how that culture starts at the top and works its way down from the CEO to the president to the vice president to the people basically either on the front line or working in the support area. So let's talk a little bit about uh, recently we had an example in the financial uh, institutions realm where one of the things that was culturally embedded in the corporation was to really make sure that everyone met their sales goals. And in order to meet their sales goals, uh, from the top all the way down to the bottom of the corporation, the way that they governed themselves was to say, it's now ethical for us to do whatever it takes to meet that goal and that the ends justify the means because it's really important for us not to serve our clients, not to serve our vendors, and not to serve our shareholders with their um, minds at, uh, or with them at the best interest. It's really important for us to serve the bottom line. And so that's a prime example of where governance really can tell you and I how a company feels about the way they want to do business because what did that institution end up doing is they ended up being pressured into opening up fake accounts or adding accounts to their clients who never requested them, all in the name of profitability and the bottom line. And so what we want to look at when we think about the G and what does the G mean to me in my ESG investment portfolio is, do companies feel that the client is most important and does the company feel that they're there to provide a quality product or service Uh, But in the meantime, that they're also governing their culture and saying that we want to have transparency in how we do business, that our uh, clients and our customers deserve 
to know how we value them and also deserve to know what our opinion is of what's right from wrong and what's ethical and what's moral and what we're willing to do uh, in our business environment. And if we think about the governance piece, it also has to do with the accounting practices. You know, there may be an opportunity for a corporation to say that they uh, are a little more aggressive in how they view certain things in the accounting practice. And so you and I, as an investor, want to say, well, here's kind of the standard, right? This is what we believe uh, is a good quality standard to go by. Now, are you following that standard or are you being uh, more aggressive than that standard? And are you justifying maybe doing things that are not the standard? And if you are, we'd like to know exactly that that's going on. And so then we can make an educated evaluation of is that kind of a business or company that we would want our money invested in based on the way that they're governing themselves. Maybe they have a policy in place that says they have a board of directors, but they really haven't decided that the board of directors should be diverse, right? So we might say it would be great if you're going to governance your corporation and you want us to be an investor in it, that maybe there should be a policy about gender equality within the board, or there might be some diversity within the board, and maybe it's about gender or race or whatever that happens to be, but that we want to see something that matches our values, and we want to know that they're taking that to heart and that that's how they're governing their business. And if they're not, that's fine for them, but that we don't really want our money invested then in, into their corporations. So that's what the G is about, really. How do we impact uh, the philosophy and the culture and the governance of a corporation and whether or not we want our dollars that we're allocating into the investment portfolio. Do we really want a corporation who has different values or a different set of ideas? Do we really want to invest in them? Or maybe if they understood that in order to get us to invest our dollars into their uh, corporations and into their businesses, they have to come and change that culture and they have to be more transparent or they have to make some of these changes because that's really what will be required when they come out into the investment world looking for shareholders and people who are interested in investing into their company. Jonathan, can you tell me if uh, data security, the way things can have, we've had so much problem with breaching in some of these companies, how does that fit in with the governance part of the ESG investing? Right. So that's a great question. When we think about corporations, and it gets back to, again, what are their uh, ideas and their values of what's important? And culturally, what are they going to embed within their corporation? So if we look at that, we have certain companies that are holding a massive amount of our personal data, we ask ourselves, what are they doing to protect that? And we would like to know what they're doing to protect that. And so in situations, we may find that we want to invest in a company, but maybe they're unwilling to share with us exactly how they're protecting our personal data or how they're protecting anyone's personal data, whether it's a client of theirs or a vendor of theirs. And so then if we're not able to get that information from them and they're not willing to share with us how they're protecting data and how they're running their cybersecurity, maybe that's a company then we decide on the G, the governance, we don't want to participate in allocating our funds to be an investor in their business. Now, on the other hand, if we know that they're doing a very fine job of it and they share with us through transparency how their company is doing that and we feel that they are aligned with our beliefs and our values on how that should be handled, then that probably is a good company for us to consider. Is that something that we want to allocate our investment portfolio towards because they're fulfilling their piece of the ESG, the governance piece, in a correct and positive and aligned with our value idea. 
Jonathan, I find it interesting that some of these CEOs of these big companies are getting astronomical payouts for all different things, their base pay. And then if they can bring in more business, they get millions and millions of dollars. How is this right? So a lot of times what comes up in in the ESG and investing in the way that we're doing our screening and and what we're looking at is there's overlap. So if you think about uh, CEO pay and uh, how that gets into play. So of course, that is a uh, governance uh, issue in the G piece of the ESG because those corporations are making a distinct intentional decision that their culture and their guidelines and their governance of how they run their business is going to enable the CEO to have a certain level of pay. On the other hand, it also flows into the social aspect or the S that we talked about last episode, which is, is it right that somebody who's working in the company is making X amount of dollars and then the CEO is making a thousand times what the lowest paid employee is or that the CEO may be overcompensated? So I think we have to take that into account and say to ourselves, first off, is what is our value of that and what is our belief? And then seek out corporations that maybe we decide on a G or on a governance are aligning with our beliefs, right? We probably can find corporations or we can find corporations that have a belief that the CEO's pay has to be within a certain threshold and therefore that's kind of a company that may qualify for our ESG portfolio. There might be other companies that say the CEO is so important that there's no limitations really on what that person should get to make. They should get to get paid what they're worth. They should get to get paid what we believe they're worth. And we're not going to justify their exorbitant pay to anybody. And so you and I, again, have a choice, right? We're the investor. We're the ones who are deciding based on the criteria and based on how the company does governance and based on the company does its social and based on how it does its environmental, is that a company that we believe should be in our portfolio? And so, yeah, it's an issue. And yes, we need the data, which is what we're asking for, is transparency from those companies. So really what we're saying is, is give us the information, be transparent about how your CEO gets paid and how we understand how you're governing your business. And then we'll make an evaluation of we either communicate to you that we don't think that that's appropriate and we'd like to see you uh, change that to a different direction, or we decide that you're not a corporation that we really want to be involved with. Jonathan, I've read a lot about companies and people thinking that the G and ESG investing is the least important one. Why do they feel this way? So um, your question is, people feel that within the uh, ESG realm, that the, the G, the governance piece, may be the least importance. And I would say that the E and the S and the G are equally important. They're all interconnected and integrated together. And so we don't have to say, I'm an environmentalist, so therefore I don't care about the social issues. I don't have to say I'm into the social issues and I don't care about the governance. I don't have to say one is more important than the other. I can say I can have it all. I can say, here's my value system. I believe that as uh, investors' interest in sustainability investing is growing as it is, that there's more data available to me as an investor, and then I can rely and have the ability to get more data and research so that I can make better decisions, and I can have the ability to, in a sense, the companies have more transparency as to what they're doing 
So therefore, I have the ability to make a better educated choice across all three parts of the ESG realm without focusing only on one, right? So if we think about companies are trying to enhance their financial performance through cost savings and brand value, innovation, they want better employee production, they want lower costs of their financing, and they want to be able to do all those things. And all we're asking them to say is, when you uh, look at yourselves as a company and a place that you would like me as an investor to invest in, I'm taking into account your environmental, your social, and your governance impact and the way you do business equally. So therefore, I might say to myself, the environmental piece is really important, right? And so therefore, the governance you're doing great at, but you're a fossil fuel company. So even though you're a great company and you're doing everything ethically and morally, the fact that you're into fossil fuel production, you're eliminated from my portfolio. So that's my belief, and that's okay, right? That's my value. On the other hand, you might be this great environmental company that's saving the world on water uh, recycling and water reduction waste and sustainability. However, the way that your board is established and the way that you run your business is not in line with my values, and therefore you're not going to get into my portfolio. So I'm saying is just exactly what our podcasts are about and exactly what we're talking about today is today's about the G, but the G is not a standalone in itself, right? The G is integrated, incorporated with the E and the S, and without all three of them, we cannot make a, a, a sound financial investment decision as to whether or not we want that holding in our portfolio. We need all three together. You know, so with that said, now that we covered the E and said, what is your E in our podcast? And we covered the S and said, what is your S? And today we're talking about the G and what is, what is your G? We're going to continue to have our podcast and talk about the entire ESG issues and what we can look for and what we should understand in, in the way that we're doing our investment portfolios and what pieces make that up. So I want to thank you again for letting me uh, continue to provide you this information. And I look forward to our next podcast where we continue to look at the underlying areas of ESG investing. Jonathan, thank you so much for all the information today on what is your G mean to you. Jonathan can be reached at J Kavaznik, K-V as in Victor, A-S-N-I-K at securitiesamerica.com. Our next show will be an interview with Katherine Hoffman. Katherine is the executive director of the Minnesota Center for Environmental Advocacy, and we are excited to have her in the studio. Thank you so much for joining us. ESG Players Podcast can be found on iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and many other platforms through the Backroom Studios. That's Backroom Studios, S-T-E-W-D-I-O-S. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc. Member F-I-N-R-A, S-I-P-C. Jonathan B. Kovacnik, C-H-F-C. Registered Representative, Advisory Services offered through Securities America Advisories, Inc. Cherokee Investment Services, Bank Cherokee, and Securities America are separate companies, not FDIC insured. No bank guarantees. May lose value. Not insured by any government agency. Not bank deposits.